You're listening to the Sunday Messages podcast brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. This is an acorn. This is the reason why we're doing the Oaks Project to begin with. And it is amazing what God can do with little things. We've been focused in this verse from Isaiah. Can we put it on the board? This verse in Isaiah that speaks to what happens when we plant, when we sow in the things that matter most, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. The reason why we are in the Oaks Project to begin with is because the gospel of Jesus Christ has planted into many hearts. The kingdom of God is advancing in this body. This family of believers is growing, and that is something to give God thanks for. That is the why. That is what we're in this for. And so what I want to take the next few minutes and talk about is we need to be sharing the gospel. We need to be planting more seeds. And some of you are thinking, talk about money. I'd rather talk about money than sharing my faith with someone that doesn't know Jesus because I know that it is very uncomfortable. It can be very hard. You think about, I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want to come off as better than somebody else. I don't even know. I've just been following Jesus. So, you know, for a short time, here's the bottom line. We all have a story to tell, whether we are pursuing Jesus. You're in church for some reason, and so there's always something that we can do. The more that we share the gospel, the more seeds are planted in people's hearts, the more we grow up as oaks of righteousness for the display of his splendor. This isn't about Cypress Creek Church. It's about the kingdom of God. And so here is the thing. I know a lot of us are like, I'd rather you not. Here we go. Many of us don't know uh, how to share the gospel because we just don't know how. And that's how I want to start. We, we, we don't only need to live it. We also need to speak it. Francis of Assisi, this quote is ascribed to him, preach the gospel always and when necessary, use words. You've probably heard that a time or two, and it's great. I think you should do that. And you always need to use words. You always need to speak. And so Cypress Creek Church this morning, I want to challenge you to speak up. And here are the three ways that we are called to speak up as scripture. The first one is being like Jesus, who didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. It isn't about street preaching on the side of the road and making somebody feel guilty. At the same time, I personally know somebody who came to faith through street preaching. So you can't limit how, but the, the, the thing that I'm asking you to consider is what's in here? What is stirring up in your heart? Is it judgment? Is it anger? Is it what led Jesus? And that is compassion. In Matthew chapter nine, it says that Jesus was uh, going and seeing the crowds. He was healing people, proclaiming the good news, healing. And then he saw the crowds and he had, let's say that together, compassion. He had compassion. His heart was moved. He was sad for them. And, and that's what motivates Jesus. He comes near to the broken 
hearted. If we don't have compassion, then we won't be effective in our delivery as a whole. Because here's the thing. Sometimes you think, I just need to say it right. Don't necessarily worry about what you're going to say. Just worry about how you're saying it. Worry about the motivation in your heart. If it's compassion, then the thing is, people would much rather talk to someone that's being real than someone who thinks they're always right. We don't need to worry about having all the things right. Let's just have compassion because the bottom line is if we do not come to faith in Jesus Christ, when our life comes to an end, we will spend the eternity away from God and in hell. It is that compassion that sent Jesus here on earth. It's that compassion that's to stir us up and say, family member, neighbor, friend, at the right time, in the right way, let me tell you about Jesus. He saved my life and he can save yours. So my question uh, on this first point is, do we see people the way that Jesus does? If not, let's ask him. God, help me see this difficult person. Help me see this neighbor. Help me see this family member the way that Jesus does. And then the second point is this. We have compassion and we also share our story. You have a story. Men who went to men's encounter, you have a story to share about what God did in your life this weekend. Share it in 1 Peter 3, 15. I'm going to read in verse 15. It says, in your hearts, Peter says, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So what's the reason behind you following Jesus? What's the reason behind you being at church on Sunday morning? What's the reason behind you asking for prayer, needing a savior? Those should lead us to our story. Here's our question. How is God moving in my life right now? Well, what's God teaching me? What's God revealing in me? What's God changing in how is he transforming me? Those questions lead us to what our story is. We all love a good love story, don't we? When we meet with couples, oftentimes the first question is what? How did you guys meet? And so then you either get the short version or the long version. We're in this for a little bit, so you get my short version. Taylor and I met at Texas State University. Eat them up, cats. Great place to meet your wife. Three years prior, though, I met, and more importantly, I met my Savior and my Lord, Jesus Christ, at that same university. See, we talk about our love story with our spouses or with our fiancés and with our boyfriends or girlfriends, but what about our love story with God? It's a relationship that we're in. How did he woo you? How did he meet that need in your life? See, for me, I was staring. This is funny, okay? But it's the, it's the true story. I was staring at that water tower on the Texas State campus, and I was trying out for the club soccer team, and, and I was longing for belonging. I, I, wanted for, I wanted to be on a team, and I was also longing for significance. And I know a lot of you are saying soccer team and significance. You got it wrong, Jose, but I'm a work in progress, and Jesus loves me anyway. And so I thought, if I made the team, I'll be significant. If I have teammates, I'll have a place to belong. And the cool thing is that I did make the team. But the better news is that somebody on that team 
invited me to this team, Cypress Creek Church. I started in a community group, and it was a slow and steady process for me. I didn't want to come to church. thought I was better than church. I thought I can do this all alone now that I had faith in Jesus. I didn't want to get baptized, and quickly God started showing me, hey, are you going to go your way, or are you going to do things my way? It was through the Word, and it was also through people that God changed my life, and he's still changing my life today. Again, the question that we are to ask ourselves is, how is God moving in my life? What is my story? And then the third thing is, where where do I go? Who do I share with? Here's the thing. Our job is to set the sail. It's the Holy Spirit's job to show us who and, and put us in positions to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I uh, sailed once, small sailboat, and it capsized. And it's a lot harder to flip a sailboat than it is a canoe, just saying. And, and so sometimes you feel like I'm sharing the gospel and I, that did not go well. Well, here, here's, here's the point. Let's just set the sail. Just be willing to go and watch what God does in Acts 1. He tells his disciples, he's about to resurrect, uh, I'm sorry, he's in, he's in his resurrected body, about to ascend into heaven, and all the disciples are like, whew, Jesus is going to stay, we're good, he's about to restore Israel, bring heaven here on earth, and Jesus said, nope, I'm going to go up, and my Holy Spirit's going to come down, and now you, my imperfect people, are going to be my witnesses. I'm going to build a church through you. I'm going to use your brokenness and your imperfectness to show my glory throughout the whole world, starting in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And if you read the book of Acts, it's beautiful because by Acts chapter 8, the gospel of Jesus Christ went throughout all of Judea and then something terrible happened. One of the main guys, Stephen, was killed for his faith. But you know what happened? It just spurred the movement on even greater. And then it spurred this guy named Philip to go reach people in Samaria. And then uh, Philip was praying in Acts chapter 8. He says, where where do I go? And the angel of the Lord came on to Philip and he said, hey, go on the way to Gaza, on the road from Jerusalem to Gaza. and, and, And I have something there for you. And so he sets sail and he starts going and he meets this person from Ethiopia, a a eunuch, a representative of the king. And I love this story because he's on the way. Maybe he thought his destination was over there. Maybe the person that you're thinking, oh, I need to share the gospel with this person is specific. Nope, just set the sail. Watch who God puts in your path. And this is what Philip did in Acts chapter seven. I'm gonna start in verse 30. He ran up to the chariot And uh, he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And he says, do you understand what you were reading? How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. He uses us for his perfect purposes. Us to explain. Not Google, not a personal relationship that, no, we have to speak up. We have to explain the reason for our hope that lives in him. And so he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Who is God calling you to sit with this week and say, hey, I just wanna spend some time telling you about something that I'm learning and growing so that maybe you can experience the peace 
that makes no sense. Joy in the midst of a difficult season. And we see the eunuch immediately responding to baptized. Who is God wanting me to share with is my last verse. 2023 is coming to a close. Foot is on the gas. Oaks Project, next week, you'll have an opportunity to come up and bring an offering. But I don't want us to miss why we're doing this in the first place. The kingdom of God is advancing and the workers of the harvest are in this room. So let's do the work that he's called us to. If you're able and willing, please stand. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. We're gonna sing. We're gonna sing a song and then Rhonda's gonna close us in prayer. And if you can, in the back, can you put Romans 10 up on the board? Scripture is clear that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. We thank you, Jesus, that it is by faith that we are saved, by faith in what you have done for us on the cross. You pay the price that we couldn't pay. You died the death that we deserved and you conquered death. The only thing keeping us from you, God, by resurrecting from the dead. And now we can have life both now and forever. And for that, we say, thank you. And if there's anyone in the house that feels compelled, has not yet said yes to Jesus as their Lord and their savior, I wanna encourage you this morning to surrender your life to him. And you can do that and confess with your mouth by repeating these words after me. Say, Jesus, this morning, I surrender to you and I give you my life because you gave me yours. I thank you for your forgiveness and I thank you for the promise of everlasting life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sunday Messages podcast. You can dive deeper into the messages weekly by subscribing to the Conversations podcast, where we dig into the previous Sunday's message, unpacking how we can apply it further in our daily lives. See you again next week.